Welcome to the Pro AV Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Avixa's Women's Council began five years ago, and even from its inception, it entered the Pro AV industry with overwhelming support. Well beyond the bare minimum of 25 Avixa members went to the organization with an idea for a group that would elevate, educate, and connect women with opportunities in the industry. Three years later in 2016, the Women's Council took the next step. Two volunteers within the organization pitched the idea of local Women's Council groups, formed in order to reach Pro-AV women and supporters of Pro-AV women beyond just the yearly Infocom conference and Women's Council breakfast. The idea, once again, was met with resounding enthusiasm, and after an inspiring call to action during Infocom 2018, the number of local councils has doubled in under three months. The most recent local group to join the ranks is the Orlando Group. Joining us on the Pro-AV Podcast to explain their inspiration for starting the group is Allison Maxson, Senior Manager of Marketing and Communications for Absin, and Ashley Dorst, Marketing Associate for Evolve Media Group. They explain why Orlando, with its numerous and ever-growing tourist destinations, is the ideal place for diversity in Pro-AV, and some of the more timely progress and challenges women are facing in the industry. All right, Ashley and Allison, thank you both for joining us on the Pro-AV Podcast today. How are you both doing today? Great. Great. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you so much again for joining us here. You know, I'm really excited to dig into the topic today, which is a little different than what we normally talk about on the podcast. You know, we're typically focused more on the technology side of things, maybe how innovations and technology are affecting different roles in Pro-AV. But this time we're going to focus on a very specific event and group, the inspiration behind it, and how it's representative of some challenges and also some general positive shifts in the Pro-AV industry. And that is the kickoff of the Orlando Group for Avixa's Women's Council, which kicks off on October 4th. That's the day that this podcast is going to be released, which is really exciting. Um, Allison, how are you feeling about that? I am thrilled. Uh, the turnout, the response that we have gotten from both men and women, because this is open to men and women in the industry, uh, has been tremendous. It it is it's turning out the responsive or the RSP or RSVPs that we've gotten um, has been great. We're really hitting the mark that we wanted to for the number of attendees. Wonderful. And then Ashley, you know, kind of what are some uh, what are some thoughts surging through your head as the day approaches for the kickoff of this new group? Yeah, I'm um, I'm really excited. I when Allison first mentioned uh, that she was working on this initiative, getting the chapter started over here, um, it really matched uh, pretty well with my commitment once I joined this industry and some stuff that we had been working on. Uh, as far as, you know, spotlighting women in the industry and, and kind of demystifying the industry more so that it was more accessible and less intimidating for women. Um, so I'm really excited that the uh, reactions that we've gotten have been so great with this event and, and everything that we're working on. And I'm excited to see how it, you know, grows from here. Definitely. Well, I mean, it's creating a new platform for people to feel like they can become part of the community or at least express their opinions on the community, which is really exciting. So uh, I guess I want to start with a little bit of 
the inspiration that kicked off the creation of the Orlando group for Avixos Women's Council. So I guess I'll start with Allison on that one. Tell me a little bit about why Orlando and what pushed you to want to create this chapter? What was your mission and your goal? Well, the the group actually, it's um want to make sure it's the the Women's Council Orlando group. Um, the reason why Orlando is that's where I'm based. And this is something that I've been wanting to do for the past probably two years. I got involved with the Women's Council uh, when I was working at Barco and obviously Avixa before it was Avixa when it was at Infocom International and syncing up with leaders, AV women leaders such as Penny uh, Sittler, Corey Schaefer, um, who really have led the pact on organizing all these different groups and the Women's Council. It really started with me attending the Women's Council Breakfast at Infocom each year and being inspired by these other women around and then just going, you know what, I want to get more involved. I want to find a personal professional outlet beyond my my job here at Absin. So that's really how it started. And then when... Um, I moved to Orlando. Uh, I was like, I'm going to do this. Let's just make it happen. And then I met Ashley, who is a partner of ours for Evolve Media. And I saw their their Showgirls campaign, um, which just was breathtaking, of featuring various uh, female AV technicians in the industry of different people that are doing the rigging all the way to owning their own business. But their perspective, I was like going, this would be phenomenal to kick off the Orlando group. It speaks to Orlando. And what is Orlando? It's live venue. It's entertainment. You've got Disney. You've got Universal. You have SeaWorld. You have a lot of trade shows. You've got a lot of different live venue. Um, pool that's happening. I said, there's, there's a niche here. There's an opportunity to pull in more people. Also a lot of the community colleges, uh, technical colleges are specializing in digital communications or audio and visual. Uh, so I saw that there was going to probably be a broad scope of people to get involved here. So I talked to Ashley. I said, what do you think about this? I could love to have a partner in crime. And she said, let's go do it. And here we are one day before the event is going to kick off. <laughs> I mean, I, I love how everything just finally from from conception and idea to implementation, you know, seeing that process and seeing everything come to fruition must feel really good. Yes, it does. It's very satisfying. And I am, can't wait for the first one to get past us and look forward to planning the next one. Yeah. And then Ashley, you know what, uh, when Allison came to you and proposed the idea, what kind of hooked you? What made you want to get involved and you know, be as much of a catalyst for um, you know, bringing this representation to Orlando? Yeah, so um, we were looking at how few women there were on show site, um, my manager and I, and we were just like, you know, it'd be really interesting to talk about, you know, the women who, who do this job day in and day out and what their perspective is being that it's such a male dominated field. And so we did a photo series and we interviewed them. And it's funny because you go into something like that 
thinking that you know what they're going to say or what the perspectives are going to be. I think especially for me being a woman, I thought I had an idea and I was completely wrong. And it was really amazing. Um, You know, most of the women we talked to, they had, uh, they didn't have any female mentors. They had male mentors. And, you know, the, the entire message for them was just being excited to be a part of this because they wanted more women to come in. They wanted to see more diversity. They weren't upset about how it was now or, or bitter or anything like that. They just wanted to encourage women to join. And so when we showed um, our project to Allison and, and she told us about the Avixa uh, women's group, that Orlando group that she was working on, it just made sense to me that we took this you know, project and these interviews and actually created some momentum with that by creating a local chapter and and opening up that discussion, because I think it's one thing to photograph someone and put an interview out there online, but it's something else to actually, you know, move the needle towards the goals that they want to achieve. Right. Well, because at the end of the day, it's not even so much about exposure. It's about a platform for discussion and for mm-hmm. getting people with uh, similar backgrounds and with you know diverse backgrounds as well right the the similarities mm-hmm. and and the differences that are going to empower the industry getting them in the same room where they feel comfortable enough to discuss some of the changes they want to bring to the industry whether that's technological that's cultural you know it it could be anything so i think that's what makes it so powerful and uh yeah definitely why i could see you wanting to jump on board yeah exactly and i was about to say just to add to that the diversity, what I'm really excited about and just looking at who is planning to attend tomorrow, we've got students from Full Sail University, which is a technical university that a lot of uh, people that get in, uh, that go through for a college degree in audiovisual. We have students, we have people coming from Disney on that side. And these are people that um, I was able to network at Infocom in Las Vegas this year during the, the Infocom or the Women's Breakfast. And we've got a variety of, of people that have been in the industry for a multitude of years, all the way down to I'm in college, I'm taking these courses, I'm pretty sure this is what I want to do, tell me more. And I'm really excited to see that range of of bodies in the room because it's going to present a whole different perspectives of the conversation that we're going to be having. Right. And, you know, in, uh, I guess in the long run, what you hope is that eventually this becomes a platform for younger students. Um, I mean, it could be people that are actually studying this as a degree path or just anyone with an interest in in the industry. Uh, You know, it creates a platform for them to learn and to find those mentors that you said, you know, uh, didn't exist before, that there really weren't a lot of female mentors to guide female students or um, people with interest in pro-AV. So that's exciting. It's really cultivating a more excited and um, a more comprehensive generation of pro-AV women. Exactly. And it's introducing them to a global organization that is there for their CTS training, their courses. Infocom naturally will be here in Orlando in 2019. So 
I want to, it gives them an opportunity to get exposed to the organizations that they could then later tap into. And one of the other areas that um, Evixa offers is diversity councils. They have a variety of councils. So it's not just the women's counselors. There's several others and networking and mentoring groups and programs, things like that. So this is just the tip of the iceberg that's going to be um exposed to them and to be out there uh, to meet whatever needs they are going through as they grow their career in the AV industry. You know, Orlando obviously isn't a small city. And if anything, it is a thriving uh, tourist landscape. Uh, You mentioned it yourself. You know, you've got Harry Potter Wizarding World, you have Disney World, you have Epcot, Magic Kingdom. I mean, it's uh, it, there's a plethora of reasons why there would need to be some professional audiovisual installations. So when you sort of look at, at the grander scheme of these women's councils, why do you think there hasn't been one in Orlando yet? Why do you think it's just now um, sort of coming to fruition? Is it representative of just an overall trend that there have been more of these councils popping up lately? Or do you think there's a particular reason why it took a little longer for Orlando to implement one themselves? Um, actually, the, the, the councils or the regionals have started to take off in the last year and a half. Uh, as I mentioned, P- uh, Penny Sittler, who's with Draper, and Corey Schaefer with QSC have been leading the charge on the women's side with the organization of Avixa, um, along with several other people. And I think it was an opportunity over the last two years to say, hey, we need to have these, let's not meet just once a year at Infocom. How do we continue these conversations? The best source to do that is to start generating different city or regional groups. And um, it's taken off. The, I think it was a perfect idea. There are a multitude of groups around the country um, in fact, not just the North America, but they're also going global. I believe there was a new one for Australia. Um, there's one in Tampa. There's one uh, that is in South Florida. So along with several other states. But I, I think the opportunity presented and the women that have been involved grasped onto it and have been running with it. And I saw that momentum and it got me inspired. I said, let's do it. And here yeah. we are for Orlando. I love it. I, I love it. You know, I, I love that that is a national trend that these local councils are starting to spring up and really create that local buzz and that com- community aspect that I think is so important to really fostering this community um, in in the right way. So looking a little more at just general challenges that affect women in the industry. And I think, Ashley, you know, you'd be able to comment on this with um, talking about your Showgirls initiative a little more. Uh, but I'm I'm interested in knowing, you know, what are those main challenges that typically come when women want to enter the industry? Or I guess maybe that is the problem, is that there aren't many women wanting to join the industry and you know why that is. So could you all break that down a little bit for me and explain a bit how these women's councils, especially the one in Orlando, is really going to try and push the mantle and um, break down some of those barriers? Yeah, I think I can start with uh, just some of the interview When we did the interview, some of the feedback that we got regarding you know, why there aren't a lot of women in the industry. And for the, for, um, first of all, I think that it's hard to get young 
people into this industry in general because right. men or women because this industry is a little bit of a of a of a well-kept secret if you will most of the people mm-hmm. you talk to who are in this industry they either know someone who are who's in it or they kind of stumbled into it whether they you know were in their high school like theater production or you know AV club and kind of just fell into it from there right uh, yeah no i mean that's something that i've heard from almost everyone that's been on our pro av podcast like we've had plenty of people come on to talk about how they're trying to use digital signage to uh, you know bring more students no matter the gender or ethnicity or anything but bringing them into the field and getting them excited about stem because yeah they've just been saying people just stumble into it no one is really going out of their way actively searching to become a leader in pro av like you said yeah exactly and so that's the that's the first challenge i think and then once you get through that um then to make it more appealing to women it's challenging because it's intimidating since it is a male-dominated field. And mm-hmm. I think that there's also these kind of uh, stereotypes that have carried on over the years, like the the roadies versus the groupies stereotype is one of the things that, um, you know, one of our interviewees mentioned. So I think it's about talking about those stereotypes and breaking it down. And that's why I think it's so important to tell the stories of these women who are in the industry and have found success or are building their own success because they show that those stereotypes aren't true. And that even though it may seem intimidating, if you just jump in, if this is really what you want to do, that it's actually a great industry to work in. There's a lot of, uh, you know, potential. You can have a very successful career and it's a lot of fun. I mean, everyone I've talked to, they really enjoy doing it, men or women. Right. And I think what often doesn't get communicated is that you know, the pro AV industry is more than just rigging or is more than just installations. So, you know, if if you have an interest in, let's say, the engineering behind the technology or you have an interest in the marketing side or the manufacturer representative side, like you're just a great salesman, you know, this is a great industry to get into for sales. And so there's just so many avenues to enter pro AV. And I think that's just also part of the issue is that, not only are people not really educated on the opportunities, but when they are or when they look into it themselves, often you know they might get turned away from wanting to join because they think, okay, I, the only way to get into Pro-AV is I'm going to be you know setting up lights for live concerts, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, that's super exciting too, but that may not be for everyone. Right. It's so diverse, all of the opportunities that are offered mm-hmm. within the industry. I mean, I'm a perfect example. I'm I'm in the pro AV industry, but I do marketing and you know, I love it. It's so much fun. So this is just for both of you. What are some exciting things that the Orlando group is going to try to do differently than maybe some of the other women's councils? Um, is there anything special you have planned that you're trying to implement to really um, set the stage for how some of these other local councils should follow in your stride, I guess? I'm really excited because I'm not aware, I could be wrong, it only happens about twice in my life, but (laughs) if I'm wrong, um, (laughs) what I'm excited about on this one is we're going to be live streaming the panel discussion. Uh, We're going to be doing it uh, live on Facebook, uh, possibly even Instagram, uh, to be able to not just archive, but also have people that may not be able to attend but want to see and hear the discussion. So 
I would keep an eye out for for either on the Absin or the Evolve. Uh, we'll also be providing this to Evixa, to our colleagues there for them to post out, but it will be live streamed. And I have not seen that happen yet for the other groups around the country. Um, and I'm really excited about doing that. And then I, I think one of the most important parts of getting these chapters integrated into the community is really reaching out to, like you said, you know, Full Sail University or some of these younger groups of people that are making their way through the STEM fields and are, are wanting to maybe make their way into Pro-AV but don't know how. Uh, do you have any partnerships with um, other local high schools? It could even be elementary schools or, or it could be universities um, to try and get more people excited about Pro-AV, about STEM fields, and kind of what are some of those exact methods that you are trying to incorporate? Not yet. I do have a contact and something that I'm gr I'm working to have a partnership, um, but with the uh, Valencia Community College. They're, one Wonderful. of their adjunct professors has reached out about getting some of his students who are already using LED, um, but would love to see about getting them absent certified, which is a great training program that we that we offer for free. And through through that, this is a great opportunity for us to partner with that school and their digital communications or media program that they offer. I, in return, went back and said, besides potential, you know, certification, internships. We have an opportunity. I came. I remember going through intern er, my internships in college. How beneficial they were, and I think this is a great opportunity. And now I get to be the shoes on the other foot. I said, "How can I help? We could use your students. They would get great exposure. They would get some knowledge. They could test the water out, see what they think, see what they like, and go from there. And I think it's a win-win opportunity. So, absolutely, partnerships with the schools." Maybe even something with, uh, obviously, Orlando, the entertainment, Dr. Phillips High School, which is a big, big performing arts school here in Orlando. Um, there's the, the door's wide open for any kind. It's just as much as energy and time that we can put forth and want to do it. Yeah. I know right. one of the things that um, we've talked about before that think right now we're just trying to get through this kickoff and then it's yes. so exciting to like, right. you know, take all of the content we get from that and all of the feedback and, and formulate a plan together. But I know one of the things we've talked about before too, um, you know, particularly with, with our CEO here is that, you know, going to these different high schools and doing a presentation because, um, you know, when you're a kid, you start thinking about the things you want to do when you grow up. Uh, what you want to go to college for, what you want as a career. Uh, and there's really not, like we've talked about, a lot known at that age about this industry. So I think that getting kids young and, and just showing them what it is and doing a presentation and talking about it would be a really great way to set them up to where they, they at least know about it when they're looking at what they want to do later. And then, you know, taking that and looking ahead at what that impact could be for the Pro-AV industry, you know, let's say a decade down the line. You know, how do you see councils like 
this Orlando chapter um, really changing the landscape for Pro-AV, not just on a representation and a cultural side where, you know, obviously you're going to just have more representation and you're going to have more diverse um, opinions and ideas, flor- uh, you know, flowing through the industry, maybe looking more at a, a revenue angle or maybe some changes in, in operations. I mean, how do you feel like getting these councils out there, getting more women involved is going to just change Pro-AV in general? I think the sheer creativity. It's new, different minds. I I really do. Women, um, the way that typically we think, I think there's a new perspective uh, that will be offered up as we get more women Mm -hmm. and more just people involved. When you have more people involved, more brain cells, you know, in the mix, the more ideas are going to come out. And if everything's above, you know, working together as a team, you're going to only go up from there. All right. Well, I really want to thank you both for coming on the podcast and giving us some insight on this great new chapter. You know, I'm really excited to see where this goes. I it feels like we're talking about something that's been established for so long, but you know, I keep having to remind myself this is only day one of hopefully you know hundreds and hundreds and thousands of days of the Orlando group really being uh, an example for how to build an authentic Pro-AV community. And I'm just excited to see where you guys take it, um, where it continues to expand, the kind of partnerships that you make, the kind of changes that you can push, and especially for such a great tourist hotspot where, I mean, half of those attractions at any of, uh, you know, if we're talking about Harry Potter or we're talking about Disney World, I mean, they're probably all powered by some great, you know, digital signage or some, some, yeah. So, so seeing how that changes and how people get more creative with those installations, Mm -hmm. just because there's a more diverse community is going to be really exciting. And, you know, it's probably going to bring more revenue to the city. It's going to get people more excited to come to these tourist hotspots. It's uh, it's all a big cyclical thing. Absolutely. I can't wait for the Star Wars, of course, at Disney Studios. Uh, Who who knows what that's going to lead to, but all of the parks here are expanding. We are on a growth spurt tremendously. Um, a lot of our rental and staging partners have been growing and they've got new shops that they've been opening because they're expanding so much. They've grown so much. Um, <clears throat> I think the ca- the council, the Orlando Council or the Orlando Group, it couldn't be better timed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I am really looking forward to the kickoff and getting to see the reception. I'm sure y'all are going to have an amazing time and really looking to see where it takes you next. Thank you very much. Thank you, Daniel. It's been great. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous ones, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.